0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host R.J. McCready, and for this episode I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1974 to look at Roger Moore's second outing as the international spy 007 in The Man with the Golden Gun. So let's get on the plane, let's go to Scaramonger's Island, let's play you guys a trailer and I'll see you soon.
1: Scaramanga. The man with the golden gun. He always uses a golden bullet. This trinket is set with a note requesting special delivery to you. I
0: have never seen
1: Mr. Scaramanga. Mr. Board, this is impossible. I can't. I can't tell you. Don't kill me. Who? Scaramanga. Roger Moore, back in action in the exotic east. As James Bond, 007, on a collision course with the most dangerous man alive. The man with the golden gun. Hold on, sir. James Bond, on the job. The girls are willing. I dreamed about you setting me free. The pace is killing me.
0: Good night. We've got
1: you spotted. How about a demonstration,
0: boy? Certainly, sir.
1: You'll meet old friends and new enemies. It's non stop bombs. The action is spectacular. You're not! I sure am, boy. Reaching a new high for 007.
0: Bonjour, Monsieur Bond. I am Nick Nack. Monsieur Scaramanga will welcome you personally.
1: The target is the highest priced killer in the world. He plays a deadly game, and the stakes are sky high.
0: welcome back guys so the synopsis for this film is james bond is targeted by the world's most expensive assassin while he attempts to recover sensitive solar cell technology that is being sold to the highest bidder it's a pg it's got 125 minute runtime and it's classed as a action adventure thriller It was directed by a British director called Guy Hamilton and he's very familiar with the Bond series. He uh, directed four James Bond movies and this was his last outing and he directed Goldfinger, uh, Diamonds Are Forever and Live and Let Die. He also directed other movies such as Force 10 from Navarone. I think he did the Battle Britain movie and also did a film which I'm going to be covering soon called Remo Williams with Fred Ward got the music by john barry and he is very familiar with the james bond series he actually did the iconic james bond theme which we all hear at the beginning of the james bond movie and he also did the score to one of my favorite sci-fi movies which came out later on in the 70s called the black hole which um, i covered on bite Size cinema um, he's a iconic composer and i'll put him up there with the other greats such as john williams and james horner The film was distributed by United Artists with a $7 million budget and they are familiar with the franchise they backed over James Bond movies and this film had a return back in 1974 of $90 million at the box office so it did really well although it does come in on the poll as the fourth lowest grossing James Bond movie out there but I wouldn't complain with $90 million return on a $7 million budget but there has been an awful lot of James Bond movies made so um, I'll take $9 million on a bad day, if you know what I mean. So there you go. But let's have a look at the cast. So um, obviously you've got Roger Moore playing James Bond. And this is his second outing after playing uh, James Bond in Live and Let Die, which was a success at the box office and critically. Uh, The fans all liked him. He's done a great job. And at the time before he did this, he was in uh, British TV shows such as The Saint playing Simon Templar. And he played alongside Tony Curtis in The Persuaders, so he's kind of familiar with this um, genre of crime and espionage and action. And I think he brought a lot of that charm from those TV shows to the James Bond character. And obviously, he had some big shoes to fill as well after Sean Connery, because he did a great job. Just to mention, you know, Sean Connery here as a James Bond. Um, and whilst we're talking about Sean Connery, I'll just um, say this now. It was difficult to try and pick a Bond movie for the show, because I thought, I want to do James Bond film. I want to cover it. I want to cover the character, talk about him. And, you know, it's the international spy. I mean, we've had a lot of movies out of this character. You know, he's iconic. I think everybody's grown up with him. Everybody's got their own Bond that they like, you know, whether that's Connery or Roger Moore or, you know, Piers Brosnan or Daniel Craig is doing a great job right now. I've got to mention uh, Timothy Dalton who did an in the mid 80s, and the one who kind of goes under the radar a little bit is George Lazenbury uh, with Her Majesty's Secret Service. So I think there's something for everybody in a James Bond movie. So it's kind of um, you know you get a, you get a good pick of the bunch. Here. But to be honest with you, I did keep going backward and backward and forth. I kept thinking, oh, should I do should I do the modern day one? Should I do Daniel Craig? Casino Royale. What I thought was a really good film for a uh, Daniel Craig outing um, Should I do Sean Connery? Um, you Only Live Twice. I think that's one of his really I think that's a really good James Bond film with him. Um, and then I thought, "Well, oh, live and let die. You know, that's an iconic bond. So then I kept thinking about The Man With The Golden Gun, it just kept on coming back. and I think the reason why I picked this one is because um, I guess I was drawn more to the idea that I liked the plot of this movie, where it's more about James Bond having to deal with an assassination threat on himself. He's been targeted and he has to try and find Scaramanga. And uh, I kind of like that idea, it kind of takes it away from the actual world domination and he's having to go out and try and work this one out for himself. And of course, what you get here is a game of cat and mouse between James Bond and I guess you could say Dracula himself, which is the next cast member I was going to talk about here, which is Christopher Lee. And you know, he's great in this. You know, I think he almost steals the show here with um, being the villain. You know, he's got a lot of charm. He's almost like a sort of. You could almost play the James Bond character himself. I know that's slightly controversial, but he's, you know, he's a big star. Love Christopher Lee, love him in the Dracula series. You know, he's iconic, he's a fantastic actor. Um, He's also got a lot of charm. I believe that he's also got connections with um, Ian Fleming, who is, you know, obviously the guy who created James Wong characters, I think, before he became an actor. Looking on his uh, wiki page, he had something to do with the, you know, working with the government and the Secret Service. So he's actually more connected to the James Bond character than anybody else in, in the whole franchise. Um, so, yeah, like I say, Christopher Lee, man, he's great. Um, he did a horror movie at the time, around about this time, called The Wicker Man, which all you horror fans will be, you know, aware of. He's just, he's just good in whatever he does, and he, you know, he acted up until his last days god bless him you know he did all the uh, lord of the rings and stuff like that so uh, he's, he's a great actor and the other act- the actress in this film talking about christopher lee and the wicker man is obviously Britt eklund and she plays the bond girl in this and she was also in in the wicker man as well so there's a little bit of a tie in there And the other cast members, you have Maud Adams as Andrea Anders, Clifton James, who plays J.W. Pepper. He's the sheriff dude who's in Live and Let Die, and he reprises his role in this, and he also makes a a, a reference to James Bond saying, you know, hang on, I recognise him from somewhere, and you have a little bit of a Live and Let Die cue in there, which is quite good. Uh, Louis Maxwell as Money Penny. she's iconic. And Desmond Lewin as Q, and... We've got our iconic uh, James Bond villain. He's the he's a great right hand man to uh, Scaramanga, and that's the character of Nick Nack, played by Herv Valenciaz. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And he was in a TV show around about this time called Fancy Island with Ricardo Montalban, who you know as uh, Khan from Star Trek: The Wrath Khan. So um, yeah, so you've got a solid cast here in the movie. And with that solid cast, you also got some great film locations here, which is set in Hong Kong and parts of Thailand. And you also got Phuket Bay, which is, I believe, Scaramanga's Island, which has now become known as a tourist attraction for James Bond Island, which is now known as. And the film also reflects the uh, popular martial arts film craze, which was about at the time, which is a film which I um, recently covered um, on the show, which is Enter the Dragon which came out in 1973, it was massive, everybody went Enter the Dragon crazy with martial arts, and you can see that in The Man with the Golden Gun, there is uh, Kung Fu references in there, there's like a little homage to Enter the Dragon, I guess you could say, which is something I picked up when I revisited this film, so... um that is the James Bond franchise keeping up with what's popular at the time. And I guess you could say it's the same with Moonraker, you know, with Star Wars coming out. They did the same thing. Let's put, let's put James Bond into space. So, yeah, James Bond, as it's gone through time, it's kind of kept up with what other popular film franchises that are going on at the time. So I mentioned uh, how this film was made, distributed the cast, the, the characters, and why I've picked this James Bond film. But just before I go into the movie review, let's mentioned something very important here, is the actual... Um, the novel uh, what this film is based on and the actual uh, creator of James Bond which is Ian Fleming so the film is loosely based on the adaption of Ian Fleming's uh, published novel in 1965 of the same name the man with a golden gun but the film is very loosely based on that novel I think it's a, only the part of the fact that he's a guy with a golden gun who is an assassin I think everything else is kind of loosely based on that story but let's talk about um, Ian Fleming and he's a hell of an interesting character he's a English author, journalist and naval intelligence officer and some even say that he is James Bond himself and he obviously created a series of spy novels with uh, our protagonist James Bond and he took a lot of inspiration for this character from his wartime efforts um, in the second world war he's involved in a planning operation and the oversight of two intelligent units called 30 Salt and the T-Force and they were a intelligence gathering service during World War II and during this time he picked up a lot of uh, background and detail for the depth of the James Bond novels so after the war in 1952 he wrote his first novel being Casino Royal which was a success and he would continue with the James Bond character, 007, who is a secret intelligence officer, he works for the Royal Navy, is a commander himself as a character. And these books um, 1952 and 1966, and were a global success, selling over a hundred million copies. And it's a little bit of trivia here, was we'll I like to chuck that into the show. Um, he also wrote the novel Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which we're all familiar with, The Flying Car portrayed as a movie as well with Dick Van Dyke and I suppose when you look at it, when you look at the story of Chit Bang Bang, it is a James Bond movie, you know, you've got the car you've got the gadgets, you know, you've got the fantastic female protagonist, truly scrumptious, she does a great job in that movie Uh, you've got the villain, you've got the child catcher and he's menacing as hell and scary and then you've obviously got the bad guy and it was actually Goldfinger himself I suppose you could say in the movie, I can't remember the actor's name now but um the Baron in that movie, and he's obviously got his uh, two henchmen in it, so, yeah, when you look at Chit Chitty Bang Bang, it is a, I consider it another Chains Bond movie, so there you go, that is a little bit of R.J. McCready trivia there for you. But going back to Ian Fleming, so he's, you know, novels were success, you know, the 007 characters become iconic, he's become a household name, and... You know, so far uh, Fleming's creation. You know, obviously some of the stories have been written by other people, but um, the creation of 007 has appeared in 26 uh, movie adaptions and played by seven actors, being Sean Connery, Roger Moore, also Roger Moore, um, George Lazenbury, Piers Brosnan, Timothy Dalton. And Daniel Craig is doing a really good job at the moment playing James Bond. And the other James Bond I need to mention here, which kind of gets overseen a little bit, is the Casino Royale movie, not the one with Daniel Craig. It's the one that came out, I think it was in the 60s with Peter Sellers. And David Niven, he gets credited as James Bond. So he is actually the seventh... Or the other actor to make it to seven James Bonds. So there you go. So I never actually knew that until I did this show actually. So there you go. I'm always being surprised by movie trivia. There you go. So there you go guys. That's the production. That's how James Bond came about. That's how this movie got put together. So let's have a look at this film. Let's do a bite-sized review of The Man with the Golden Gun. So the film starts off with the title sequence. You get the iconic James Bond walking across the screen and turning around and shooting at the screen. And then you've also got the music here by Lulu, I think it's a great score actually, I think it's a really good uh, title score which has been produced by so many different artists for all these different movies, so yeah, it's a good addition. So you're introduced straight away to our main antagonist in the movie which is Scaramanga played by Christopher Lee and he is relaxing on his tropical island with his lover Andrea Anders. And whilst uh, Mr. Scaramanga is relaxing, you have a gangster who arrives on the island, and he's met by Scaramanga's right-hand man, Nicknack. And he has been hired this gangster by Nicknack to actually kill Scaramanga because Nicknack is—he knows that Scaramanga has left everything to him, and that if he dies, he gets the whole island and all of his wealth. And I think you get a really good scene. It's almost like the, the, the climatic final of another movie. So you've now got the gangster and Scaramanga walking through a funhouse. And you've got Nick is he's, he's in charge of everything. He's taunting Scaramanga. He says, you know, where's your gun? You haven't got it. And it's just like a game of cat and mouse, which is being conducted by Nick knack while Scaramanga is trying to locate this gangster. But eventually he finds his gun. He kills the gangster, and this is this is where Nick Nack comes out and says, I will find an adversary for you who will be be at the same level as you, as you almost. And this is where Scaramanga turns around, and he sees a wax model of James Bond, and he shoots his hands, and his fingers come off. And this is where the film closes, and actually, guys, I've jumped forward a bit here. or um, well, was ahead of myself earlier. This is now where you get the Lulu title song. And that sort of kicks in. Then after the title sequence, we're then introduced to our main protagonist, James Bond, 007, uh, played by Roger Moore. And he is at the headquarters in London. And... He is informed by M that they have received a bullet with his name on it. With uh, It's a golden bullet etched with 007, and he has now been targeted for an assassination. So James Bond has been relieved of all duties, and now he has been tasked on an unofficial mission to go and locate Scaramanga. He has his first lead in Beirut, and he manages to retrieve a spent golden bullet from a belly dancer. And after inspecting the bullet, he forces a gun on a... Weapons manufacturer who he finds out information that the bullets are actually being collected by Scaramanga's mistress Andrea Anders at a casino in Hong Kong. Bond then finds Anders and then he manages to uh, pressure her for the information about uh, Scaramanga and she tells him about a club called the Bottoms Up Club. So then Bond goes to this club and this is where he finds Nick Knack and the next target which is a guy called Gibson And he has on his possession a device called the Solex Agitator, which is a component for a solar power station, which is one of the main plots for the movie. Nick Dax steals the device and he kills Gibson and before James Bond can get any information out of Gibson, he dies. Bond is then met by a Hong Kong agent called Lieutenant Hip and he transports him to meet M at a hidden headquarters in a wreck of the RMS Queen Elizabeth in the harbour. And M has now put Bond back onto an active um, assignment to now retrieve the Solex agitator from Scaramanga because now they believe that he is in possession of a powerful weapon. Bond then travels to Bangkok and he meets up with a wealthy entrepreneur who is uh, suspected of being part of uh, Scaramanga's cartel. And Bond disguises himself as Scaramanga because Scaramanga has a third nipple, it's quite funny, so he puts the third nipple on his chest, and this is proof to high fat that he is who he is. But this plan backfires on James Bond because Scaramanga is already at the estate he is already um, operating with high fat and this is where Bond gets captured and he gets taken to a martial arts academy and this is where I said yeah, this is where the film turns into an to a dragon scene you get James Bond he's um, dressed up in his martial arts outfit and he gets put into like a tournament where he has to fight other opponents quite a good scene actually you get a guy turn up he's looking pretty confident with himself and all that and he's jesting at James Bond to say look, I'm the better opponent than you and it's quite a comedy moment because he bows at James Bond and he takes his vision off him and James Bond just kicks him in the face and that's it the guy's just wiped out but then you get another opponent that turns up and he's badass you know he's proper tough and he gives James Bond a proper run for his money but during this fight sequence, Bond takes the opportunity to, to escape. He jumps through a window, and then on the other side, he is met by Lieutenant Hip and his two martial art nieces. And these two girls, they take on all these uh, martial arts henchmen. They give them a good run for their money. And then you get another good scene here where Bond jumps onto a speedboat. And he's driving along the river. He's getting chased by the henchmen, and he manages to escape. And then after the riverboat scene, he uh, unites with another agent called uh, Merry Goodnight, which is played by Brett Eklund. And then back at the High Fat residence, you've got Scaramanga now, who uh, kills High Fat with his golden gun. And he assumes control of his empire, and he now retrieves the Solex Agitator. The next day Bond is now visited by Anders and she now wants Scaramanga dead and she says that she will set up an arrangement for him to meet Scaramanga and to hand over the Solex Agitator at a Thai boxing match. He goes to the match and he sees Anders sitting in the crowd but she is now dead, she's been killed and Scaramanga is sitting in the crowd with his henchman Knickknack and this is where you finally get uh, Scaramanga meeting Bond and sitting next to Bond is Agent Goodnight and well, during this conversation Bond manages to retrieve the Solex agitator and he gives it to Goodnight and you get quite a funny scene It's it's typical, I forgot to mention this with Roger Moore he has all the one-liners and there's one of the one-liner here where he looks around and Scaramanga says, look behind you Mr. Bond and he lives behind him, knickknacks there we're eating some peanuts and he's got a gun pointing towards Bond, then <laughs> Bond comes out and goes, how original, a gun and a packet of peanuts, like that, so it's just a, he, he says so many one-liners in these uh, James Bond movies. But anyway, the conversation ends, Scaramanga gets away, but unknown to Scaramanga this time, Bond has retrieved the Solex, um, Agent Goodnight has it, and... After the conversation with Scaramanga, she tries to put a homing device into his car outside, but while she's trying to do this, she gets put into the trunk of the car by Scaramanga. Obviously, she's got the device on her. And James Bond at this time sees Scaramanga driving off, so what does he do? He goes into a showroom and he steals an AMC Hornet car, a nice red AMC Hornet. But also in the Hornet just happens to be Sheriff J.W. Pepper, the lawman from Live and Let Die. <laughs> You're not gonna do what I think you're gonna do, are you? <laughs> so you get a uh, you get an iconic James Bond car chase here. You got Sheriff Pepper in the uh, passenger seat. It's a great scene. It's a nice little homage to Live and Let Die. And along this car chase, you get a great scene here where bond drives over a broken bridge and you get sheriff pepper like i said just a minute he goes you're not gonna do what i think you're gonna do he goes i sure am and he drives over the bridge and you get the car it flips over the bridge but before bond can capture scaramanga in his car scaramanga's car turns into a plane it's a typical james bond moment here again where the plane flies off with scaramanga knickknack, and and goodnight Bond then flies to Scaramanga's island retreat following uh, Agent Goodnight's tracking device. Bond is welcomed by Scaramanga when he arrives at the island and he shows him the technology which he intends to sell to the highest bidder and he gives him a demonstration of this powerful energy beam by destroying James Bond's plane. Scaramanga then proposes to Bond that they have a pistol duel on the beach uh, which is set up by Knickknack and you've got them standing together. Uh, James Bond with his iconic water PPK gun and Scaramanga with a golden gun with one shot. They take 20 paces, turn around and Scaramanga is vanished. Knickknack leads Bond into uh, Scaramanga's funhouse and this is where you get a classic final standoff between these two characters and it's very much like what I mentioned earlier, it's a bit like Enter the Dragon, it's a bit like the uh, mirror scene between Han and Bruce Lee so you've got Bond and Scaramanga and you get get some really good events here you get um, Bond walks into a saloon bar and he sees a waxwork of himself so you've got some cowboys that are shooting you've got the gangsters you've got a screen which is rolling around with a picture of Scaramanga so it's really sort of very sort of psychedelic um, like I say it's fun house And Scaramanga comes out and says, you know, you've got six bullets, Mr. Bond, but I only need one. But with all this theatrics, uh, Bond manages to outwit Scaramanga and he kills him. And then whilst all this is going on, Agent Goodnight uh, manages to kill a security chief on the island. But this security chief falls into one of the vats and it uh, causes the temperature to rise. And the solar plant starts to spiral out of control. But before the island blows up, uh, Bond and Goodnight manage to escape on one of Scaramanga's ships. It's like a sort of Chinese yacht, I suppose you could say. And before Bond escaped the island, he managed to retrieve the Solex Agitator so it could be returned. So there you go, the heroes have escaped on the yacht and that's it. Or is it? No, we get one final scene. Nicknack is on the boat as well and you get one final standoff between Bond and Knickknack. But Bond doesn't kill Knack. he uh, ties him up and he puts him onto the top of the mast of the ship and he just leaves him there, um, I suppose to remain being captured until he can be passed over to the authorities when he gets back. And that is it, And you get to the close of the movie, but before the movie closes here you get a classic line from Roger Moore, Whether he ad lived these lines. You've got M congratulating him on a mission well done and he's trying to talk to Bond, but you know bond is having a nice little bit of a romantic time with agent goodnight and this week M going bond bond why are you not saying anything and he's going good night good night this week bond comes back goes good night (laughs) sir so there you go that's the final line from james bond in this movie and that's it guys that is a bite-sized review of the man with the golden gun so i hope you enjoyed it um it's one of many James Bonds, and as I said at the beginning, guys, it's just—it was difficult to try and choose one, but I did. So um, I'm sure it'd be a franchise that I will revisit again sometime in the future. So, um, but it's a James Bond film. It does everything that James Bond needs to do, and ultimately, you know that he's going to pull through in the end. And you get car chases, you get fight scenes, you got henchmen, you got bad guys you know, you've got the leading ladies as well in this movie, so um, it's just a fun two hours on a on a Saturday night of the weekend, I guess, so there you go guys, hope you enjoyed that, um, for a bit of admin for the show, I will be back soon, um, I'm going to be covering, I've actually got a couple of guests on board, I've got Gary Hill joining me for the 1987 uh, horror movie called The Gate, got the action movie uh, Rimae Williams, which Gary will be joining me for and he's also gonna it's like the Gary Hill trilogy actually he's gonna be joining me for uh, Jake Speed as well the action movie so I've got a very busy lineup and it doesn't end there. I've got um The Witch from the Doomsday Clock he's going to be joining me for Tremors. I've got Ricky Morgan for Big Trouble in Little China and then I've got Dan Bone joining me for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Jackie Chan's the police story so I've got a real busy schedule but it's doable. It's achievable. Um, so I've got a busy diary, but it's all good stuff. It's fun stuff. It's good to be busy. Um, hopefully, keeping you guys out there entertained with all these shows and stuff and trivia and finding about all these movies and things. So there you go. Um, I'm also a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. So go and check out all the other shows on there. I'll leave a promo at the end of this show, and you can find Bite Size Cinema on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. Um, if you put Bite Size Cinema Podcast Legion into Google, you'll be able to find other players as well. Um, I've got a Facebook page, so if there's anything you want to post on there, let me know. If there's any films you want me to cover, I do have a busy schedule, but I'll try and fit it in for you guys if there's any requests. And um, that's about it, guys. So there you go. Um, as I always say, keep it bite-sized, keep it safe, and I will see you soon.